Welcome to Funding the Dream on Indiegogo. My guest today is going to have a her project is actually on Indiegogo and not Kickstarter. Because normally we talk about Kickstarter, but crowdfunding in general. So Indiegogo is the project. 136 is the number of the episode. Richard Bliss is the, my name. I feel like I'm talking Yoda talk. Everything's backwards. But <laughs> welcome to the show. I hope you had a nice Easter weekend. That's when this is being recorded. It was just shortly after Easter weekend. And we have a lot. we got a great guest. But before we do, let's talk, first of all, our sponsor, Aries Games, a client of mine. I have helped them run their Kickstarter project, and they've been very generous in their support of this podcast. Their project is called Sales of Glory, and it's doing very well right now, and I'm very pleased with that. A couple of other shout-outs. Uh, towards the end of this month, or actually uh, in May, I'll be traveling to Arkansas because of Nathaniel and Dominique DeMille. We're very generous in launching a Kickstarter project to bring me to their little corner of the world to talk about crowdfunding and Kickstarter. So I'm excited about that. You can go check out that project. It's called uh, Crowdfunding Boot Camp with Richard Bliss. Yes, it really is a Kickstarter project. Uh, By the time most of you listen to this episode, it'll have already ended, uh, but I certainly appreciate what Nathaniel and, and Dominique have done. So that's been a lot of fun. You know, also, I want to mention that I'll be speaking at a crowdfunding conference in Palo Alto uh, the first week of April and have a chance to be on a panel there. I was at uh, GTS Gamma Trade Show in March on a panel there to talk about crowdfunding and Kickstarter. This Kickstarter thing is getting very interesting and exciting. In the news, there's a lot of things to talk about in the news with Kickstarter, particularly uh, from a tax implication as we're in the month of April realize that you want to talk to your accountant if you're launching a Kickstarter project. And I've had a few accountants on the show before, but that was actually over a year ago when we weren't quite sure how this thing was going. Now we're pretty sure. And so without giving any technical advice, you might want to think about the fact that if you raise money this year for your crowdfunding project, you're probably going to have to pay taxes on it. And that's particularly important if you raised a lot of money for a project that you have not started to incur costs for that project. So something to think about. Also, this is the con season starting up, trade shows, events like that. And if you're going to plan on having your show, your product at an event or trade show, take a look at my book called Stealing the Show. You can find it on Amazon under Richard Bliss or Stealing the Show. I think it might be on my website too. Um, You can take a look there. But that might be some some points that can help you out. Okay, enough of of self-promotion and uh, talking about that. Let's go ahead and talk to my guest. It's not very often on the show that I get a chance to have a live, real-life, honest-to-goodness, rock star. And so I have actually have somebody on the show, Ali Spagnola, who is uh, on tour or has been on tour last year and is currently running an Indiegogo project for this year's tour. And I wanted to bring her on the show because she has got a story that I think you absolutely have to hear. So, Ali, thank you for joining me on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for the awesome rock star introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you are, right? You're a rock star. Yes, yeah, sure. Act as if. <laughs> well, let's see. You've been on tour for the past year. What, first of all, what's the name of your, uh, of your tour? Your, uh... My tour is called the Freedom Victory Tour. The Freedom Victory Tour. You did it last year, right? Yes, I was on tour. Well, it was a power hour tour last year. And now because of my legal victory, it's a freedom victory tour this year. And that's what we wanted to talk about. And that's what I think uh, my audience is going to be really interested to hear is this legal victory tour that you had. But let's talk about a little bit about um, you. You are a, uh, a performing artist full time now, right? Correct. 
So you were, that's, that classifies as a rock star to me. Darn tootin'. <laughs> okay. And so a couple of years ago, how long has it been? Now, you walked away from your job and decided you're going to be a full-time rock star, yeah. right? Right, exactly. Doing the music thing full-time now. And how is that working for you? It's working great. I mean, definitely staying busy. Not that I wasn't before, but now I can devote everything to it. Okay, and so tell us a little bit. Okay, so some, maybe somebody hasn't heard of you before. It's going to be a small minority, I realize that. But if they <laughs> haven't heard about you, tell us a little bit about who, you know, your style. Your, what is it? What do you do? Right. So, well, what I'm most well-known for is my Power Hour drinking game. And that's, that's what I'm taking on tour. So I perform 60 songs that are all one minute long. So it's a live show drinking game. The audience will all take a shot of beer every time the song changes. So it's interactive, a party, basically. Now, I've watched some of the videos. It looks like it gets a little, uh, little crazy. <laughs> Only when I want it to. <laughs> okay. And you've been doing this now. You did it all last year. Mm-hmm. How, many, uh, how many cities did you do last year on your tour? Um, I think I hit about 15 or 16, and then there was, like, private parties in there, too, where people would, like, fly me out for their, you know, ski chalet or um, some radio stations did that, too. It was pretty cool. Oh, that is pretty cool. That yeah. is pretty cool. And now this year, I've been on your, uh, your uh, website there. You actually have a map where people can vote for which city they think that you should come to. Right, yeah. So when I'm collecting um, contributions for my campaign, I'm marking where everybody is from and where they want me to tour be able to pick the places that have most excitement about what I'm doing. And uh, right now it's looking like you've got uh, some, some pockets. Sh- the Chicago area looks like it's pretty popular. Yes. Pittsburgh oh. seems to be pretty popular. It's true. Well, it's my hometown. Yeah. I was going to play there anyway. Even if I only got <laughs> one vote from my mom, I was going to go. <laughs> does, your, does your mom go to your concerts? She's been to a couple, yeah. I uh, mean, <laughs> okay, all right. She's into it. <laughs> and, well, and it's encouraging because out here in the San Francisco Bay Area where I'm located, there's a, there's a good uh, number of San Francisco, San Jose areas. So it's encouraging. You might be able to make it to the West Coast. Yeah, I, uh, San Francisco I've played a couple times, and it's always been a blast. So definitely want to hit the West Coast on this tour. Well, perfect. So let's tell the audience kind of why, why you're here. Um, because <laughs> you're indie. Uh, Allie has an, I'm going to talk to the audience here real quick. Allie has an Indiegogo project that uh, has been going for quite a few days. It's got about two weeks left. She's trying to raise $40,000, and you're over the halfway mark toward that. So tell people, what, what is this project? You call it the, the, the Freedom Victory Tour, but freedom from what? What happened? <laughs> so, yeah, this, I launched this Indiegogo campaign in right after I had reached um, a legal verdict that I'd been fighting for three years. And um, I wanted to make this huge announcement about how I had won and then give someone a reason to, you know, a call to action. It wasn't just going to be about, I've got this victory. Now it's like, I have this victory. Now let me come party with you about it. And I guess I should fill you in. So um, the reason I was in court for three years was that someone sued me for the term power hour. He had trademarked it, saying it was his game, but it's, it's you know, descriptive of the game. He should never have owned it. And so after fighting him for three years, I won, thank goodness. And now everyone is free to play Power Hours again. Why did he think that he could... What, what was going through his head? Um, I mean, it was just uh, what he thought was a strategic business move because he wanted to own that term and be the only one that could distribute them and then make a ton of money off of it. I don't, I don't think that ever happened for him, <laughs> but at least he was, you know, he had that power for a while and he was definitely pushing people around. 
And so he pushed the wrong person. Yes. <laughs> Don't pick on me. <laughs> and at the time, what were you thinking? And that this was, well, I, I got it. So what were you thinking? So you've got the album, right? You did an album. You've done this game. You've, you've got this concert. And how did this happen? Did you get a letter? What happened? Yeah, he sent me an email that said, like, I own this game and you can't play your concerts anymore. Stop. And then he sent it again and through all the different ways to contact me via Facebook and YouTube and emails and through my website just kept badgering me. Did you stop? Uh, I did not stop, but then he actually was able to stop me. So he sent cease and desist to Rhapsody and Amazon and he was getting me taken down offline off all of these services where I'm distributing my music. So that's why I had to take action. I couldn't just ignore him because he had actually successfully gotten my stuff taken down. And at the time, did you, uh, did you realize just how long of a fight this was going to be? No, not at all. And I mean, my lawyer tried to prepare me for the worst, but it was like twice as bad as he, as <laughs> worst he would have thought it would be. He was like, if it gets really bad, like 15,000 would be like, you know, that what you'd have to deal with and ended up being double that. <laughs> and I wow. had no idea three years. That's crazy. And so th- those three years, you can't perform your concerts? Um, no, I was still doing it. Luckily, luckily I was able to, you know, continue to at least express my artwork while all of this was going on. Got it. Got it. It was just the, uh, the online sales and things like that, that he was uh, interfering with. Yeah. I'm still actually like off of Amazon. I have, I don't have, uh, my old album is not up there anymore. And I mean, I, I've given up on fighting that. I just put out a new album, but yeah, I mean, he, he definitely got me removed. <laughs> And so then you decided to take things into your own hands. You, you successfully fought uh, him off. You, I, I saw your video. It's an awesome, awesome video. <laughs> and then uh, here you go. So in 2013, you thought, hey, you're going to share this. And so you launched this, uh, this crowdfunding on Indiegogo, this project. And so tell us a little bit about the project. Yeah. So after this awesome announcement I was so excited about, I wanted to come party with the world. So I'm hoping that everyone else will be as excited as me about this, which so far they have been. And so we're funding this tour to go take this power hour on the road. Yeah, you've got uh, nearly a thousand people who have uh, signed up, contributed some money and, and pledged. And I imagine there's a lot of moral support that you're getting as well from people. Yeah, most definitely. People are always tweeting at me like, congrats. And, and it's, it's great to get you know people as excited about this as I am. And so when you're looking at doing this, what kind of advice would you give? So you, you launched this, you obviously had a fan base. How did you reach out to your fan base to let them know this is going on? What, uh, what tools do you use? Yeah, my main ones are Twitter. I'm always tweeting. I probably tweeted while we were talking right now. Uh, Facebook. Let, let me go look. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Having an awesome video, not paying attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, um, but actually what's been able to let me connect with more people that ever before has been YouTube. Uh, like, um, so my videos are, are what's gotten the most traction, in fact. Interesting, because oftentimes on a crowdfunding project, most traditional crowdfunding projects, when it comes to social media, very few people identify YouTube as a potential opportunity. In your case, though, it is your medium, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I didn't realize that till I made my first video that got like 150,000 views and, and built my fan base when I realized like that's the way what works for me. And it may not be for everyone, but this is the way that I'm able to connect with people is through video. How hard has it been? And this is a, a, a challenge that I, a lot of my guests have. How hard has it been to reach out and ask your fans to fund 
fund you, to help you, and at, literally ask for money? How, how, have, is that yeah. something you've had to overcome? Uh, and I mean, still overcoming it, right? Even today, it still feels a little weird to, you know, constantly be asking and, and putting it on our network on on your networks when you know that people have seen it before, and you're still trying to reach those other people. And and yeah, it's tough, but you know, it's like Amanda Palmer has said that that you're giving them something back, and you need to realize that like this connection is genuine. And when they want to give to you, like you shouldn't feel bad about that. You bring up Amanda Palmer, and we need to – you and I talked about it before. Uh, so for my audience, again, if you have not witnessed, you need to go Google Amanda Palmer TED Talk. Uh, Amanda Palmer is everybody – most everybody who follows crowdfunding knows – raised uh, you know, over a million dollars, $1.2 million for her CD. Uh, then came under intense attack from the traditional uh, folks out there because – right? It was like, okay, she cashed in. But – she explains that in her TED Talk, kind of how that goes. And I know that I was very touched by that. And I think that if you're doing a crowdfunding project, you need to go see what she said because, uh, Allie, as you and I were talking, this giving back, right? Saying thank you to your fans who are saying thank you by supporting you and giving you money, coming to your concerts. It, it can be a little overwhelming uh, because it's not something that we're naturally used to. Right, for sure. And so it's, uh, it's taken some getting used to, but you're uh, just a, a natural performer. You've been doing this now concerts, what, five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically my power hour concerts I've been doing for five years, although I was performing non-alcoholic shows before that. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, did you grow up saying, I'm going to grow up and be a rock star? <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much so. I know I, I always wanted to be giving my art to people. Basically I want to look what I did is my favorite thing to say. So that's what my life is so far and I'm enjoying it. And so right now, if, if you were to say, look what I did, what is it that you have done that you would point out and say, look what I've done? That is pretty exciting for people to, to see. Yeah. I mean, what, what I've built with these concerts and getting people excited about, about this innovative kind of game slash uh, show that's also interactive. You know, it's, it's not like what anyone else is doing out there. So, I, I mean, I'm pretty proud of being unique at least. You are unique. How would somebody find, so out on YouTube, what are they going to look under? Um, actually, if you go to powerhouralbum.com, there are a couple of my, my best videos that you can check out and learn more from there. I have watched them. They are a lot of fun. So Power Hour yes. video, and then your Twitter handle is Ali Spagnola, and that's A-L-I, S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. You have 97,000 followers. Yeah, I'm psyched to pass the six-digit mark soon. That will be sweet. (laughs) So at some point, does it become a little bit surreal and you're like, there's 100,000 people who are following me? It is pretty crazy if I can like tell 100,000 people what I had for lunch. Of course, I would never do that. I'm only saying interesting things. <laughs> well, let me see. Uh, interesting things. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking through. I'm, I'm on there. I just oh, tweeted dear. you, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so they can find you, powerhouralbum.com, Ali Spagnola on Twitter. Uh, you got a Facebook fan page? Yes, it's slash Ali Spagnola. Okay, so Ali Spagnola on Facebook. And then if you were to give, we only have a couple more minutes. If you were to give somebody some advice, they're listening. uh, They're looking at doing crowdfunding because they have a CD, they have an album. I just recently had a uh, guest very at the opposite extreme of you. He's a Disney performer and he's doing a holiday holiday album. So I'd say that's kind of at the opposite extreme there. But he... Yeah, well, he might need a drink once in a while. (laughs) He might. He might. 
But what he, what he discovered, he was at the very beginning of reaching out with social media. And literally right before he went live with his project, he started his Facebook and his Twitter. And I think it was a little surprising to him that people were so quick to follow him and to be part of that. What advice would you give to aspiring artists who are listening, saying, I want to do crowdfunding. I want to be an Amanda Palmer. I want to be an Allie. What do I, what do I do? Yeah. So, I mean, the reason that I think I've had success and the reason that Amanda Palmer is ringing true with everyone is because we're doing something that we're passionate about. So if you're, if you're looking to connect with people, like create a work that you are really into and something and your passion will come across and then you'll be successful because of that. Okay. So be passionate. And then how do you build that? Fan- just to, I'm going to say you probably just have to take risks, don't you? You just have to put yourself <laughs> out there. And I guess, yeah, you have to leave your job and tweet things that your mom's embarrassed about and somehow <laughs> it'll work out. <laughs> well, there you go. There's the advice. Leave your job and tweet things that your mom's going to be embarrassed about. Okay. All I need to do now is tweet some, some things that my mom's going to be embarrassed about. I got that <laughs> other one down. Allie, thank you so much for joining us on the show to kind of talk about your success and kind of what you've been, uh, what you've been doing. Uh, how do people find your Indiegogo project? It's Indiegogo.com slash power hour. So uh, currently at $23,000 towards your $40,000 goal, you've got about two weeks left as of the recording of this episode and you have flexible funding in the last um, 90 seconds here. Explain to people what, because flexible funding isn't available on Kickstarter. What does that mean on Indiegogo? Yeah, that's part of the reason why I used Indiegogo. Um, So even though I may not get to the, if I don't make it to my full goal, I'll still get what I have right now, which is 23. So that means that I can, you know, do half of my tour instead of the full thing, which is why it was perfect for me because, you know, I'm not making a product that will require the full $40,000 to actually execute. I can execute as well as I can with what I've been given. So if it was a stop today and you were to stop at $23,000, you would still be able to go on tour. You just wouldn't go to as many cities. Right. Exactly. Perfect. All right. Well, people can go take a look. I'm encouraging you to, uh, go back the project and contribute to Ali's campaign. It's certainly the videos are awesome. Now <laughs> you've you. got it. You've got to have some massive production uh, f- team behind you doing all that for you. <laughs> no, that was a part of my last job that I learned <laughs> that I do video editing and animation and stuff. So it's all me. It's all me making this happen. <laughs> was there anybody behind the camera or were you doing it all? It's a tripod. I'm Serious. telling you, it's just... Well, I got to tell people then, go look at her video. If, if you're the cameraman, the editing, the script writer, the music and everything, it is an awesome, fun video. I've watched it a couple times and it's a lot of fun to watch. So nice job. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. This time it's Funding the Dream on Indiegogo. My guest has been Ali Spagnola and, she, and her campaign Power Hour Victory Tour is currently running on Indiegogo. You can go take a look. She has uh, talked about some of the uh, legal battles she went through and what inspired her to do her campaign. I want to thank her for being on the show. Hopefully you've heard something that's inspiring. I know I have. It's been a lot of fun to talk to Allie. Go take a look. We're looking forward to seeing your project out there so that we can help you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.